unfiltered and you can't see me i don't know what's going on with the light i'm just trying to find a different spot to do this and uh it's good to see you guys i'm back and so yeah it's just me now um so it's for the best and the hold that they're only this or like there's different names and terms in the bible we have the word of knowledge the word of faith the word of wisdom you know um a lot of the stuff really unpacking it points to esp extrasensory perception is that they explain this stuff really good. The feelings, there's like an overview in the Bible. There is no in-depth training and, hey, do it like this. When the voice speaks to you, that's why the scripture says that the spirit of the prophet is subject unto the prophets. There's some weird stuff that goes on in the ethers. There's weird stuff that we pick up on. And yeah. if you trust me, there's people in bad situations for going to their pastors, asking them what this dream meant or asking them, what is this voice or what is this being that showed up in my room through or, or I was praying and this angel approached me. Oh, there's no such thing as angels. They, they're in heaven. You know, you're getting all this weird information from people who have no idea what it's what, what the spirit realm is you know what i'm saying so the spirit of the prophet prophet is subject unto the prophet and the church has really you know kind of dropped the ball in that area so they've run ran to the new age they, they've got the answers hey you want to know what that is we'll tell you oh that we got the answers and so we have to as 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 believers as as the body of christ start asking the hard questions and answering the hard questions and guess what it's not all demonic just because you don't understand it, just because you never heard of it, just because right. you was told it was evil. It's in demonic doesn't mean that it is. And we're finding that out, man. And it's beautiful. So how do you fight off? I would imagine with the work that you're doing that you fight off a lot of you get a lot of spiritual attacks. Yeah. How do you protect yourself? Um, It's through release. You know, you try to just like daily walk in the spirit. You know, if you walk in the spirit, you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh and do the deeds of the flesh and the things that kind of bring you down and 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 open you up to those attacks. And so if you're walking at a high level um, of, you know, vibration, if we want to call it. The lower level entities really don't deal with you like that anymore. When you start out, they do like when I was in the witchcraft and I had demons trying to pull me out my body and ugly demonic stuff and that was early on i've dealt with that most of my experiences in the spirit realm and meditation i haven't been demons haven't approached me in my sleep and all that kind of stuff it's all been beautiful and whatever level that you're vibrating on when you go into the astral realms when you meditate when you go to sleep at night when you dream when you get alone in your in your mind in your imagination that's what you're going to be entertaining those type of, of of beings that you've been dealing with during the day so that's like 101 and i kind of um i kind of coined this thing man because when i was coming out of witchcraft like really dark demonic witchcraft um 
I called TBN. I needed prayer, right? <laughs> Got somebody to pray with me on the on the prayer lines back in 98. And uh, they gave me the scripture, James 4, 7. And so I do music and stuff. And I sign all my CDs, all my posters, all my autographs. I sign it with this scripture, James 4, 7. Submit yourselves to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. And that helped me, man. That was my go-to scripture. I'm coming out of Satanism and witchcraft and demons and all this kind of stuff. So I, that was my my scripture. So um, I've kind of adopted it as a, a formula for spiritual warfare because everything is God, man. All yeah. is God. The Lord is one. Everything, everyone is in God. We're an expression of God. We're in the body of Christ. We're connected. Everything, every single thing. Nothing is separate from God, man. Um, submit yourself to God. If you submit it in every single area of your life, check yourself. You know yourself. If you got hidden sin, if you got things that you haven't been confessing or whatever, you got to confess it, get it out there to the light. Don't do anything in secret, right? Um, submit yourselves to God. Resist the devil. If there's some temptation, if there's things going on that you need to resist, show a little bit of resistance. Show some type of resistance. Submit yourselves to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. And I, I, tr I mean, that's that's my motto and it's it's worked and I help people. It's practical. You know what I'm saying? And as deep <laughs> as deep as you want to make it. But um, I really believe, man. And, and, and I do believe that, you know, some of those dark times in our lives were sent by God. I think everything is God. I thank God at this point that I went through that stuff, that I had to fight those demons, that I came through the other side and I got a story to tell and I got a passion in me about this stuff. And I wouldn't have it like. The light is just as important as the darkness. Everybody wants to be in the light as he is in the light. But if, until we are in, in those times of darkness, until we're in, in, in those cave, have those cave moments where we're, run, we're running from the enemies, we don't have a contrast of how beautiful and how marvelous that light is, man. So and I thank I, God for that contrast, man. I really do. I love, I love that because I'm able to look at all the dark, extremely dark times in my life. And I look at that now as like, that allows me to go to places that other people can't go. Yeah. Because yeah. I've been through it. I survived it. Um, I'd been going through, a, the, well, I kind of broken three, free from them. But about three weeks ago and previously before that, I went through about two and a half weeks of just brutal spiritual attacks that were crippling. Yeah. In my sleep, day, like day mirrors, night mirrors, night terrors. Like any time that it, the, the, it's like the enemy had a chance to get at me, he was coming at me and it was tough. It was tough for the people around me. It was tough for me. It sucked. But I had a really good friend uh, and mentor, uh, Lauren Harris, reach out to me. And he um, he's like, that may be the, one of the biggest blessings of your life that you went through that. And, yep. and that's the first time that you went through it. And and like now looking at him like, yeah. Yeah, it is. Because I was able to see some things that I hadn't seen before. And it gives me an ability to understand what suicide is like for people. Because I was like living it in my head. And I was seeing in my, and I've noticed that like I'm, I battle, like my visions for other people are more accurate than my visions for myself. Mm -hmm. But I've, I've, I've really, I've really tried to grow spiritually and over the last four months, five months, it's started with removing sex. It started with removing alcohol then removing cannabis. And then it's been this series of stuff and just spending more and more time with God yeah. to try to understand 
what is available because the more time I spend with God, the more I notice how powerful these spiritual gifts that we're all given are. Yeah. So I really am relating to what you've done, what you've been through. And it's not, they don't necessarily parallel each other. Some of the same experiences, um, but they're close enough that like, I feel you and I love yeah. what you're doing. I love what you're up to. I would like to ask you too, man, like, what is your, like, this is kind of a broad question and it's open-ended. You can answer it however you want, but what is your take on the, I am like, what do you think I am really means? Everything, everything. <laughs> I am everything. And you could break it down as intricate. And, and I had a buddy of mine. He just sent me uh he sent me a, a, a banner. I don't know where my wife put it away. I need to, it's over there. I'm not going to get it. But anyway, he sent me a banner with all of the uh, names of God. Well, it was seven of them, seven of the names of God. And um, and you have, Je you know what I'm saying, Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Sitkenu, all of these Hebrew names. And they mean different things. They're different aspects of the one God. And even that word, man, I am. Okay, we've heard it so much, you know, we sang about it in church, you know, he is the great I am. But that word, the Hebrew, Ahaya Bahashem, Ahaya Bahashem Ahaya, I am that I am. And it means I am that I am, but it also means I will be whatsoever I will be. So breaking down those names for me is like, for me, I didn't have a father in my life. Well, guess what? I know God as my father. Do you need me to be your strong tower? I'll be your strong tower. Do you need me to be your defense? Do you need me to be your lover? Do you need me to be whatever this, this is, man, whatever you need, I got you. I am that to you. You didn't have it. You need it. I'm there for you whatsoever. Those are just some, but it, it gets broader. You know, the name of God or, or maybe even gets into me. Some of these other people experiencing God through other ways, through other avenues, because he is in there. He's he's he finds a way to meet us there, no matter what we're in, man, in, in our darkness or whatever. Um, the great Billy Graham, man, before he died, he, he did a video some years ago. You might have seen it, but it was I think it was Robert Shuler. Um, he was doing an interview on, at his church and he was talking about. You know, in the end times, I don't think we're going to see this big, great revival of all the harvesters coming into the church. I don't think we're going to see that. He says, but I do believe that God has a people for his namesake. He said they may be in other religions. They may not even know Jesus. They may have not even heard the name of Jesus, but they're his children and they're called according to his purpose. They may have not even heard that name. This is the greatest evangelist of our day. At the end of his ministry, he's run his race, he's did his thing. And at the end, he's like, you know what? God has people set up in all these places that you don't even know. And it's kind of weird. I'm just kind of kind of going back to that scripture where, uh, you know, the prophets were, were, were kind of getting weary. They're like, man, we're the only ones living righteous, man. It's just us. Ain't nobody else doing this. He's like, hold on. And I got, what was it, 700, 7,000 prophets who have not bowed their knee to bail and they're standing strong and you're like the only one no 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 i have way more people out there who are standing righteous and living boldly out there so it's beautiful just to know that god is open and there's so many more scriptures that god reveals himself through nature and through the sunrise and he he writes his laws upon our hearts and it's up to that consciousness and that conscious decision and uh you know what I'm saying? That we make and we know when we're doing right or we know when we're doing wrong because the Holy Spirit is dealing with us. 
that's not just for Christians. Like that's for everybody, man. Everybody knows if you go into that store and you steal that piece of candy or whatever that kid, you know, you're doing wrong, man. That's the law of God written on your heart. And we all have to deal with that law. Nobody's exempt from that. Uh, there's drugs and there's different things and ideologies and stuff where you can kind of change that and try to silence that voice, but it's there. That's still, that's still small voices. there, written on the heart of every individual, man. So it opens things up, man. I, you know, it's funny you say that. And I don't know why this triggered this memory, but I remember when I was trying to stop using cocaine and I was not a, I, I mean, I'd been to church and I tried to like connect to God and the Holy spirit, but I remember when I was battling cocaine addiction and I I remember this feeling, this sick, just awful feeling when I was fighting it. Like I wanted it. And it was, it was like my body was saying, no, 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 no. And I was ignoring it. I was like, I was like pushing through this feeling. And now what I recognize that feeling to be is that's God telling me no. Mm-hmm. And I ignored it for years. And now that it's like been the ultimate guide. And I'm so thankful to recognize how God or the Holy Spirit communicates with me to tell me this doesn't feel right. This isn't right by me. This is not going to honor me. This is not going to get you where you want to be. I called you to do something specific. Do it. And that doesn't matter if it's a business deal, if it has to do with sex, if it has to do with the relationship. Like if it doesn't feel right, I recognize that feeling so much now that I don't even screw with it. Like I just go, okay, <laughs> I know I really want that donut, but okay, this doesn't yep. feel right. Everything. I'm not doing it. And I, the donut is a loose analogy, but yeah. you get the point. Yeah. Like I love yeah. that feeling now. And that was even before I was a believer, but now that I walk daily and seek Christ daily, mm-hmm. it's a whole other experience for me. It'll take you to some really cool places, man. And you're talking about following your destiny and the plans that God has for you. That's still, that's the Holy Spirit. That's still small voice that leads you and guides you. Learn that voice. Learn, you know, when it says do this, don't do that. And just try it. Try it. And you start seeing things happen. You start seeing everything. (laughs) Everything is connected and God's got you. He's like, why are you doubting me? Do this. Go here. Listen, that's where the peace is, man. Do that. And everything Everything falls into place. It really does. I love it. Let me ask you something. What did you want to be when you were a kid? Probably a rapper, <laughs> you know, rock and roll star. Yeah. Yeah. I, love it. I wanted to do music. I was just so connected to music. Yeah. How do you stay inspired now, man? Because you kind of like, I get the impression. I mean, this is the first time we've ever talked, but just, I've been kind of creeping around a little bit on you. I love what you're up to. Like, how do you stay inspired? What, what is it for you? Man, um, it's just the whole song and dance for me to keep me inspired and then to uh, create encounter for people and the ways that I've encountered God, all of them, not some of them. I'm open about it on the podcast and it just creates dialogue and things like that. But I love to see people come into relationship with God and have their minds blown and be embraced by the Holy spirit for the first time or, or the first time in a long time, or if you do it every day, like come in encounter with God and man, that, that, that changed my life. And I like to extend that out to people. And it, that never gets old. I feel like there's eternal reward. I get, you know what I'm saying? Monetary reward from my music and stuff, but there's something deeper in it. You know what I'm saying? There's something of 
eternal value that I, I I know I'm storing up treasures in heaven when I do. And, uh, and it's fun, man. I, I enjoy it. It's hard. It's not always, you know, easy stuff, man. This is, we're, we're living real life with people and that's what it's about, man. Just the whole mystery and song and dance with God is just so beautiful. You never know where he's going to take you. It's never over. It's never too late. And, uh, it's beyond our wildest dreams. And for us to be able to kind of co-labor with God and creating that and working with them instead of working against them, like many of us have done for too long. We're working with God now. Okay, God, what do we do? What do we say? What do we create? You want to do this? Okay, let's do it. Working with the king of the universe that created everything. Like, how does that get boring? So, you know what I'm saying? There's different ways to stir your stuff up. We get stagnant from time to time, man. We have we do things. If we don't follow that voice, we go against it. Sometimes we got to pay for it, you know, for weeks of, of a dry season or months at times. You know what I'm saying? I hate that. But uh, we have to learn to kind of keep that fire lit, man, and keep kindling it and blowing on it and, fa- and, and actually fanning the flame, like the Bible says, the flame that's within you. I love that. I, uh, I'm so grateful that you came on today, man. And, uh, get, tell everybody how they can find you. Totally, man. If you just go to Google and type in truth seeker, truth, S E E K A H, uh, whatever platform you're into, Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, like music podcast, it's everything's out there. I create content, man. I try to be open and honest about, I love talking about this stuff, man. And, um, you know, so I'm on, I'm on everything. Check out my podcast, check out my music. And that's those two right there. So all right, my man, listen, I am so grateful that you came on. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'll definitely keep watching your stuff. I'm a fan. I, I was poking around and I've just loved what I've been <laughs> listening to. And I, I love, I love your spirit and what you're up to, man. So thank you so much. Yeah, man. Thank, yeah. Thank you for having me, brother. I enjoyed this conversation. And like I said, I enjoy talking about this stuff and enjoy you being open to man, sharing some of the weaknesses and stuff. And like, you can't like we've been told in the churches for so long that you can't show them that side. Hey, you just did he just mentioned he had a coke addiction. You know, did he mention that he struggles with that? Man, you being open and honest about that stuff, it's it sets people free. They're like, wow, he can do it. He, you know he did it. I can do it. And it lets them know that's what testimony is about, man. Sharing that testimony, telling as many people as, as you can. Look, this works. Hey, that stuff, it didn't work. Don't no. do it. I want to do it anyway. Look, look. Don't do it. It don't work. Okay, whatever. But I'm letting you know, don't do it. Testimonies, man. They encourage people to to the uh, what what God did for you, he can also do for them. Yeah, it's so true. And that's why I do what I do and I do it un- unapologetically. I mean, I talk a lot about much worse stuff than a coke addiction, but um <laughs> it's not to glamorize it like I mean, yeah. look, I had some fun times, but you know what? It always led to destruction yep. and a loss of peace of my soul. And, and it took a lot of work. I've been digging out of a giant casket, freaking grave for a long time. And even though I was set free, the consequences of my past and of ignoring my calling have been tough. And, um, but guess what? I get to live in joy every day because of what I've been set free from. And that's the point of what this show is all about. This is why I love having people like you on because you you went there and um, and I'm grateful that you did and uh, definitely a fan of yours. And you guys check out Truth Seeker, a.k.a. Derek Crosskirth, Grosskirth, sorry. Um, and you're a blessing, brother. I'll, I'll see. I'll be in touch. Hey, man. Thank you so much. God bless you, man. Shalom. God thank you. Truth Seeker, everybody. That dude rules. You guys have to check out like his YouTube, his podcast. He's doing he does amazing work. And, you know, 
we have to, regardless of what your belief systems are, you've got to challenge your beliefs. Because if you don't challenge your beliefs, you can't stretch your faith. And if you can't stretch your faith, you can't grow. And sometimes we have to, we get to take risk. Sometimes we, we can take on challenges. Sometimes we can fight uh, for, you know, like we can fight against God. We can challenge God. And I think that's okay. I don't think we have to be, you know, I don't think we just have to accept everything that's presented to us. You know, like, I mean, I have my freaking, my freaking beliefs challenged every day, it seems. I mean, every day my faith is just getting twisted or it's spun on its head and it's not always easy. But we get to, you know, ask questions and have our sensibilities challenged. And I think one of the best things for me in my beliefs, in my, in my belief that the Holy Spirit is in me, is that if something's not right for me, then I know it. I don't need some preacher to tell me that something's right or wrong. I can feel it in my spirit. I know. So it's okay for you to challenge your beliefs. It's okay for you to question God or for you to say, this preacher is telling me this or this teacher is telling me this. This mentor is telling me this. But how does this feel to me? How is this right for me, God? Is this the right thing for me? Is this the right decision? I think God answers those questions faster than he does your request for a million dollars. I just do. And this is why I wanted him on because he had a very powerful video. I brought up Christ consciousness the other day and, and, and a lot of people freaked out like, oh my God, this guy's the devil. Like it's the devil. Well, it depends on which interpretation that you're reading. And, and it's interesting to have that belief, but I'm thankful to have that relationship with Christ that I have because I get to ask these questions and not feel guilty about it. I get my faith strength strengthened from it. And, and I get to, 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 to walk in peace because when something's right in my spirit, I have peace about it. That's kind of awesome. That's the whole point of having a relationship with Christ, I believe. And that's it, you know, and, and none of us are going to be perfect. None of us are. None of us are going to make the right decisions. Sometimes that we, we think something's of God and then we get quickly corrected of like, no, dummy, that wasn't me. <laughs> it happens. And, you know, but I'm all for challenging my faith. I'm all for challenging normal sensibilities. I'm all for challenging everything because I know that right or wrong or consequence or not, I'm going to learn and I'm going to grow. And because of that, it's going to make my faith stronger because the one thing that's undeniable is my, my faith in that Jesus saved me from a life of misery and sin and brokenness and hurt and, and, and misery and doubt and, and self-hate and self-harm and harming others and, and so on. But I'm also still going to question everything. And along the way, I notice that God loves to answer me in his own little unique ways. And I think that's pretty special. And I think that it's pretty special because it's available to everyone. It's available to everyone. 
So I'm really thankful that Truth Seeker came on. Um, you guys should definitely check him out. I appreciate everyone watching. Um, the show is, we're going to start adding more guests, going to be doing more interviews. Morning Gratitude um, is back, and it's going to be on a regular basis. Morning Gratitude is going to be an extension of my quiet time. Um, and as if you've, if you've watched me on any Gratitude Unfiltered or Morning Gratitude over the last year and several months, you'll notice that the show goes how my mood goes. But I'm always going to be authentic and real and vulnerable, and I'm going to express myself how I see fit and how I feel led to because I pray the same prayer before I walk on stage. I pray the same prayer before I'm a guest on someone's show. I was on a radio show today. Um, if that was a lot of fun, I don't prepare. I ask the Holy Spirit to speak through me. So whatever comes out of my mouth comes out of my mouth, and sometimes it's going to offend some people, and, um, and that's okay. I'm going to, but I'm always going to speak my truth and, 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 and it's not always going to be comfortable and it's not always going to make people happy and it's not always going to win over people, but I'm not trying to live for anybody else. I did that for 30, well, I'm 39. Even after I gave my life to Christ, I don't think I had it figured out. I was still trying to please people and trying to make people happy and trying to fit in, but I don't care. Like, I don't care. I, I, I care what Christ says about me. I care what God says about me. I care about what I'm called to do way more than I care about pleasing any man because I can't do it. And I'm tired of trying. And, and, you know, the calling on my life, and I don't know, I'm going to just talk off the top of my head here for a second, but I, you know, I don't know if before we're born, we choose what happens to us. I don't know that. Like there's a belief system out there that believes that we choose our trauma before we're even born. And I'm thinking, why in the hell would I choose what I, that? Why would I choose? Yet at the same time, thinking about every one of those things, it's also the very thing that brings me the most joy. But why would I choose that? I don't know. That's an interesting belief system. But I'm going to convince myself that speaking about the things that I talk about, the way that I talk about them, is, is, is it, it's not meant for everyone. It's not going to end up on ABC Family Channel. It's not going to end up on... 92.3 FM. It's not going to end up on any of that stuff. My content is not going to be for everybody. But but the, 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 there's a population out there that it's for, and there's people out there that are struggling really, really bad, and they're, and they're living secrets. And, you know, I don't know what's more dangerous, you know, you know, physically trying to hurt yourself or keeping secrets and living in shadows. I was playing Tool 46 and 2, and, you know, it talks about my shadow, my shadow. You know, my shadow has a name. I've been trying to kill that freaking shadow for a long time, and he wants to stick around. And sometimes it's like other people bring my shadow to me. But this is why I put the light on it. You know, when I relapsed several months ago, 
and went off the deep end, I promised, I made a, a, a declaration, I swore, I swore on my faith, I swore that I from now on am going to put a spotlight on my shadow. I'm gonna chase that stupid shadow around with a spotlight and I'm going to expose everything that goes on because I know if I go back to my shadow, I'm dead. I'm not saying that to make you warm and fuzzy. I'm saying that because it's true. It's not easy being in my life. It's not easy being associated with me. It's not easy to associate your name with me and what I do and what I talk about. The people that choose to be in my life, God bless them. But this is who I am. This is what I'm going to do. I'm not going to apologize for it because I am, I, I, I know the assignment on my life. Doesn't mean that I'm, be I'm not better than anybody else. It just means that I've accepted my role in this world. I've accepted what Christ has called me to do. And I'm going to do it unapologetically. But part of the only way to keep me safe, the only way to keep people close to me safe, like people worry about people's safety that's around me. I'm freaking harmless. I'm harmless. As long as I'm putting a light on my shadow, I'm harmless. It's when I let my shadow eat me, I go hide in my little shadow. It's when that happens that you do need to be worried. I'm not going to hide in my shadow anymore. I made that promise months ago after a relapse that almost took my life again. I don't think people really understand what it's like to almost die multiple times or to go into something with the intention of not waking up. That's scary. That's horrific. That's not fun. That's not light. That's not purposeful. That's letting the devil win. I'm not letting the devil win. So that's why I put, that's why I talk about these things. It's not to freaking scare anybody because it's real life. And I know I'm not the only one. It doesn't matter if you're a gang member. It doesn't matter if you're a drug dealer. It doesn't matter if you're a murderer. It doesn't matter if you're a CEO. It doesn't matter if you're a postal worker. You know what? The demons are real and, and, and people and the shadows are real. And, and some people to live those double lives, triple lives. There's people out there right now that are watching the show. Hi, Nicole. And April, by the way, good to see you guys. There's people out here right now. Aaron, uh, Amber, thank you. There, there are people out here right now that's watching that were molested as, as, as a little boy or little girl by somebody of the same sex or somebody of the opposite sex. And it warped, it warped their sensibility. It warped their ability to understand what a healthy relationship is. It ruined their ability to know what healthy sex is. It ruined their ability, it ruined their, maybe ruined their identity of knowing if they were gay or straight or bisexual or what. There's people out there right now that is living a double life. There's people out there right now that are going on apps looking 
for sex outside of their marriage or outside of their relationships, they're doing that right now because it's feeding something inside them that is hurting. But it's like scratching that itch, going down that path, going into that darkness and that shadows. It's like it's the only thing that's making that person feel safe because that's how the enemy lies to you. I know this because I did it for most of my life. And I would use drugs. I would, use, I would find comfort and safety in cocaine and methamphetamines and, and whatever, ketamine and like whatever else I could get my hands on to dull the, the, the noise in my head, the monsters that were there. There's people that are doing that and they're hurting themselves, but they're hurting the people that are close to them the most because they don't feel safe to put a light on their shadow. And if I don't do this the way that I do it, when no one else is willing to do it, that means there's people out there right now that are hurting. There's someone that's listening to this podcast or someone that's watching right now. There's somebody watching on YouTube. There's somebody listening on iHeartRadio or Spotify or Stitcher or TuneIn or freaking Facebook right now. There is someone right now. Thank you for sharing. There's someone right now that's watching this that is being hurt by someone in their life that's living a double life. There's someone out there that's covering up for somebody in their life because they think that they have to protect them. And by protecting that person, they're hurting themselves. And then it's affecting how they're showing up for their children. I know this because I was that person. Years ago, I was that person. I just have the balls to talk about it now. There's someone out there right now that is seeking ways to escape and they're doing it through some horrific ways. And, and, it, and it's, it's a very dangerous path to walk on and it only causes harm and heartbreak. And it's really, really sad. And the problem is that if someone doesn't talk about it, then it's going to remain a secret and more and more people are going to get hurt. So why the calling on my life is to wreck any chance I have of ever getting a normal job or having a normal life where the person in my life that chooses to be in my life is comfortable with, you know, accepting me for what I feel called to do. Like, I don't know. I didn't want to do any of this stuff. But I also didn't expect God to spare my life, and he did. So this is the calling on my life. And it makes people uncomfortable. Especially, you know, you get married, and, 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 and there's a good portion of the people in her life that think I'm crazy. Maybe it's crazy to talk about these things, but you know what? Crazy is what changes things. Crazy is what sets people free. Crazy is what changes the world. Following the herd and doing what everyone else says doesn't change shit. Sorry, doesn't. I'm here to shake things up a little bit. I'm here to talk about things that other people won't talk about because I know someone's hurting. And I know what it's like to really hurt. Really hurt. I know what it's like to really hurt people that don't deserve to be hurt because I was hurt that bad.
I don't want any more people to be hurt. So if I talk about it, maybe somebody else will get the courage to talk about it. And then they'll inspire someone else to talk about it because they deliver the message a little bit softer than I do. Like I haven't perfected the way to talk about these things. <laughs> I haven't mastered it. Okay. Like I think I'm scratching a new surface here. Forgive me for not being um, the, the perfect speaker about these things, but I'm just talking as authentically and real as possible because without doing it, like I want to give someone else the courage to talk about it. Because if I give the courage someone else to talk about it, then they're going to understand. Maybe I can say it this way and this is my truth. And then they, then the other person hears it in such a way that it inspires them to talk about it. And then it starts this ripple effect of setting people free. To me, that sounds like a better life than anything else I could do. So even if I lose everybody close to me in my life in doing so, so be it. This is what I feel peace about doing. This is what makes me, this is what makes me feel joy. And this is what gives purpose to the otherwise a life that would make me want to put a bullet in my head. This is what keeps me sane. This is what gives me purpose, even if it isolates me from the rest of the world. Have a good night.